What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am not Greg, nor am I Tim. I am the other one, Nick Scarpino, today uh, with me with an amazing cast. Tim and Greg off in Mizzou, living the life out there. You guys have a couple of videos coming to your way. Uh, they're going to chronicle that whole thing. It's going to be super fun. But in their absence, I am taking control of the show one more time. But fear not, I am joined by an amazing, amazing crew of talented people uh, starting it off. Clockwise, the Joester, Joey Noel. Oh, I hate that, that. I hate that you went there. <laughs> the Joester. I was prepped for Christmas in April. No. no. I don't know how that works, and, it, and it, I, I don't understand that one. But I, I call you JoJo. I thought yeah. it would pick up. Nobody else went on there, and then you just let Joester happen. Yeah. I thought if I ignored it, it would just go away. No, no that's, that's not, not how we no, do things here. You have to literally pull one of us aside and say, please stop this. Well, that's the thing is I don't not, like I don't care. It's a net neutral on my life. Mm-hmm. Joester sounds like a 90s Genesis platformer. To my like, right, be Jared Petty. Yep. Hey, Tamago Sensei himself, Jared hey, Petty. Hey, Doki Doki indeed. Glad to be here. Actually, I'm Tim Geddes in a Jared suit. There's a zipper in the back. Oh, you're wearing like an yeah. Egger suit, yeah, like absolutely. Men in Black? Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's wearing like an Egger suit. Egger yeah. suit. <laughs> and rounding out the quartet of amazing <laughs> talent, we have that candy man, that sweet, sweet, sweet boy. Bringing the heat, Maxim Andy Cortez. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Are man? you going to do a Greg impersonation? Uh, I'll, do, I'll do Tim. Do you want me to do? I thought I just did my Greg in person. Do you have to like do you do a Greg thing? You do a great Greg. What's the Greg? What's my Greg? Greg? You I do. just scream at the top of my lungs, take yeah. my shirt off, and put a Spider-Man mask on. I just wanted well, to do my Tim impersonation. It's happening! Here we go! That's my Tim Gettys impersonation. <laughs> that's pretty good. The way he claps like that. I don't know. Greg says oh, that's he claps a hundred, like that. That is a total thing. And we yeah. t- we, we never confirmed it though. He claps with a cup. Oh, he like, he no, has, no, it's, like it's like a weird. It's like this. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see it. Thing. And then it's like a weird gorilla clap. That's, that's my yeah. Tim. I call it the sloth clap. Tim just repeats the, yeah. the last yeah. thing that somebody yeah. said, but louder. <laughs> That's, that's my Tim observation. I love how much shade we have thrown at Tim this entire episode. This entire episode. Damn. All right. Uh, that's what happens when he leaves his like random LaCroix on the set. Yep. If you go, <laughs> it is I told you. It is a weird LaCroix. There are, you do find random LaCroix in random spots. And mm-hmm. if it's off-putting because you pick it up thinking it's empty. It is a full can of LaCroix. It's yes, a full uncracked can of yesterday LaCroix. Yesterday after Games Day. I already love this podcast. He fucking <laughs> walks by. Tim, uh, no, no, was it? What did you all record yesterday? Uh, MC Interview. MC Interview. Some show. Yeah. No, it was Games Daily. Because I, yeah, I, it, yeah, must, it must have been Games Daily. Because he walks back, and I, I'm there editing, and he, he looks at me, and as he's looking at me, throws one, two, three finished cans of LaCroix in the trash can mm-hmm. while we're making eye contact the whole time. I'm like, you're a fucking disgusting asshole. It's Dude, like pick it up after some kind of perverse <laughs> Easter egg hunt. That's, yeah. that, it's just but everywhere you say, you find too. it. Yeah, yeah, it's really love it. It's, it's one of those things where I, I, I can't prove that LaCroix is bad for you. So I keep my mouth shut. But oh... You rue the day if something bad comes out. If there's one negative thing about LaCroix, I'm going to shove it in all of your <laughs> stupid faces. We know you are. I'm going to do it. It's we just delicious bubbly water. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's got natural essence in it. What's that? Nobody knows. And one day, <laughs> you're going to learn it's the addictive thing that kills you. The That's FDA. what it's going to do. I don't think, I don't so. think I don't, it's I like super it. no. addictive. What, LaCroix? How many have you had today? Maybe my second one. We have this, to drink as many as possible. Yeah, this it's is more of like a matter of convenience that we have 17,000 boxes. No, that we, if we were smart, we would just start again. Kevin, where are we at yeah. with bartering with LaCroix for goods and services? Yeah. Are we are we going to get that Captain America shield down in, yeah. in the comic experience? Uh, the owner is still on vacation. Okay. And ah. Hopefully he will ah. be back. Kevin and I came so, up with a brilliant idea. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but we have this. so many cases. It's actually um, we can we can use LaCroix commerce. 
We can <laughs> use cases to barter things, and we're going to be doing that. Forget Bitcoin. Okay. We have LaCroix. It's we have unique LaCroix. currency. La- yeah, it is, La- it is LaCroix. definitely. LaCroix. Well, they're, yeah. they're, they're a commodity uh, uh, right now, yeah. is all I'm saying, because they're yeah. in such high demand that one case of LaCroix normally goes for about $2. We could That's easily sell it for 5 to $10, I feel like. Or yeah. what <coughs> I'm hoping we can do is the inverse, which is if something is a $5 item, I will give you as many cases of LaCroix that can fit in your house for that item. In exchange for that. In exchange for that. So, so it's so a carbonated. Right it's, like, it's like a graphics processor. It is exactly <laughs> like a graphics processor, All which right. I apparently are hard to get now because oh. everyone's mining Bitcoin. Impossible! Yeah. Impossible! That's, I, I want to upgrade the GPU on my PC. Nope, that's never going to happen man, again. It's a it's a brave new just world. Play on PS4, there. man. The best part about not understanding any of this is that you just don't have to care. Yeah, like, yeah. Man, like I I see the articles. I see. Uh, you know what? I was looking on blockchain. Face- this, I was looking on Facebook that. Marketplace. Speaking of Facebook, I was yeah. just watching Zuck try to defend himself. Oh, too. <laughs> um, but Facebook Marketplace is kind of like Craigslist or whatever, right? Uh, and some guy was, you know, you could buy guitars, or you could buy TVs or whatever. And a guy was like, uh, graphics, I'm selling some GPUs for Bitcoin mining and mm-hmm. blockchain uh, decrypting. Like, what the f- How? It, okay, it's, it's not, it's it make actually not nearly me. as complicated as people make it. The way Bitcoin works is... You solve math problems to get bitcoins. That's the whole economy. But how does it that. even it, you to buy, get to get something that didn't exist before? I don't yes, get it. Oh no, the the value is all imaginary. But they still limit the supply by making you solve really hard math so problems. So is the value of the U.S. dollar exactly? The idea is they wanted a standard that said you can't make all of these you want. So if you want one, you have to solve a really hard math problem. To do but that, what? you have to spend time and energy working, literally electricity and time and resources. So what you do is you get a specialized motherboard, you fill it up with graphics cards because GPUs happen to be very good at the kind of math that you have to solve for those kind of math problems mm-hmm. that Bitcoins are based on. You get them working on these little motherboards, solve the math problem, get a little bit of Bitcoin, repeat. If you can manage to make more Bitcoin by earning the math problems than you're burning on parts of electricity, <laughs> you can make a profit doing this. That's really all it comes down to. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. If you I didn't s- know, hey, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. We're yeah, four, yeah. sometimes five best friends gather around this table, each oh. bringing a topic of amusement for your viewing and or uh, audible pleasure. pleasure. Did I say audible on purpose or was that a slip of the tongue? <gasps> Maybe they are a sponsor. We'll get to them <gasps> later. Uh, slip. But I do want to thank all of you Patreons out there uh, who have supported us over on patreon.com slash kind of funny, including the people who are currently watching this show live right now. We had a rousing uh, pre-show that was about 15 minutes long during which we talked about what it looks like for a vulture to eat a squirrel. And it's every bit as fascinating uh, as it should be, except uh, shout out to I think it was Alex Suarez. Get closer next time. I want to. I want to smell the carnage. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. For everyone else out there that has uh, subscribed to us at the tier that gets you the cool scroll bar names, which I believe is a twenty-five dollar tier. We apologize to you because we have not Easy. been doing that. We dropped the ball. Of course, as you guys know, we are the show Three and a Half Men was just it was named after us because there's not a lot of us here i don't know where i was going with that guys there's only seven of us here sometimes we drop the ball on things eight counting jared thank you so much for being here and filling in i'm like Um, seven and a half right no you would you you come in as a full full person oh my gosh as a full person thanks you're just you're just you're just ever present and i love you for it uh so every episode until we catch up we're going to be doing the scroll bars Uh, kevin probably already put them up here i think i saw him make a note of it we very much appreciate you guys and of course we appreciate all of your patience on there and hey if you're like, hey, that sounds cool. I've never done that. Well, you know, go over to Patreon.com and, and check out the tiers if you feel like supporting the show. If not, no big deal. We roll this show out every Friday for free to everyone. But if you want to be ex- exclusive, 
and get it uh, before everyone else. Well, a week earlier, you could back us the $1 or you can back us at a higher level and get this show ad free with the pre and post show baked in. <gasps> and by the way, we are we do have four topics today and they're four great we topics. Do. And kicking off those topics is the Joester. Woo! Okay, so. Give me a better woo than that. I can't. I'm sick. I'm coughing. Yeah. All right, Robin I don't want to woo. For it. She's been oh, hacking up oh, a lung oh, all morning. Yeah, Andy don't was like, "Oh, do you need do you need some Robitussin?" And I was like, "No, I'm okay for right now." And then later, I asked Andy, "I was like, do you have any of that Robitussin?" He was like, "No, that was me trying to be like, you should go fucking get I some Robitussin." I was just trying to, I was just trying to take, you know, <laughs> it sounded so, like you were dying. I was dying. Just sent Kevin running to Walgreens. <laughs> the the, the yeah, cough Kevin. that I heard is the one that I visualized when Nick coughed with his tongue sticking out that one time on a party oh, one, yeah. where he just went, he's going, yeah, Greg, <laughs> 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 it, it was the funniest the fucking, <laughs> have you ever done one of those full throat coughs where like the solid mass green projectile comes oh, out? Oh, totally. Yeah. Where, oh, God, I'm known for that shit. Forward. You I'm known for it. Times. Yeah, I'm going uh, to grab some of my way home. Yeah, definitely. What, what's your topic today, Joe? Okay, so we, we've been chatting this afternoon about what should we talk about today? Yeah, what's going to happen? Uh, and we we were coming up with a whole lot of nothing for a while there. We had some we had some good ones. Uh, but if Andy says the the topic gum one more time, I'm just going to throw him. I'm going to squeeze him through the Venetian blind windows that we have. That's over perfect. There. So I went ahead and put out a tweet because that's what you do. That's that's the thing. That's you literally do. your job. So here. Matt A plays responded and said something along the lines of, "What would be in like each kind of funny person's starter pack?" Ooh. When you think of Nick, when you mm. think of Jared, when you think of Andy, we can do everybody that's not here too. Mm. What, like, if you need, if you disappeared and we had to grow you, like little baby Groot, what would what would we need for I that? I think the easiest person to start with mm-hmm. is the person who uh, is getting the most shade on this podcast, and that's one Mister Tim Gettys. <laughs> yeah, that's because I, I feel like with. he's so apparently, blatantly obvious with the things that he chooses to. This engage is my brand. In. Yeah, 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 this is what I love. So Tim's obviously. <laughs> Starting out from top to bottom, uh, mm-hmm. you got to have the dope fade haircut with the yeah. beard combo. That's a natch. Uh, you have to have uh, the. <laughs> that's a natch? That's natch. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> natch. Uh, you got to have uh, the bomber jacket or some sort of incredibly cheap jacket that will f- physically fall off you <laughs> in about a week and a half. Okay. But because it doesn't matter because you have 15 more coming. I know that because feeling all he well. does is type in dope jackets yep. on Amazon and buys whatever pops they up. Are, yeah. They are $18 oh, and the pockets always break. Always. Like always, not they don't break. He just, just at one point puts his hand in his pocket and it just keeps going. Yeah, the yeah, seam tears. Going. The seam sucks so bad when it happens. <laughs> um, I feel like Tim also likes to wear the Levi jeans. Yeah, that's but it. now he's in some sort of like jean crisis because they've discontinued his. Start, I'm sure he'll jeans. find. I'm sure he'll go and find more of them somewhere on. You know, he'll find a, a, a cache of Levi uh, commuter jeans someplace, and that'll Fun he'll fact, find those. He What's did. <laughs> And they were like <coughs> slightly different, so he threw them all. He got rid of them. Oh my god! Dang. Okay. Oh no, Levi's has fucked me over like that. Where I, I feel like, oh, I'm gaining weight. I got to go up a size. Go up a size. Like these are fucking huge. What the hell? Go down a size. Why are these the tightest things I've ever worn? Yeah. Like what? Like, and I feel. I heard that there was a rumor where on Amazon people were selling, uh, like fraud, like counterfeit. Levi jeans. Mm. They weren't actual Levi branded, okay. which is why the size comparisons were so oh. different and fucked up. It's happening. Buy your pants off, off of Amazon. I used to. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I still do. But my Levi's, I was doing on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. No, Levi's did change their their jeans. Like somewhere around, I want to say 2008, 2009, because I used to wear their like five elevens, mm. and then those were like the 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 skinniest I could go 
until you got like if you got to 510 those are like painted on i think mm. i think that's how it used to go then at some point i went in to get another pair of 511s and they were way bigger i think skinny had picked up but no one wanted that skinny but they still wanted it to stay skinny so it was like let's add a couple more inches in around the areas that count yeah i had ret- i've returned many a jean i'm really amazed that you all know so much about the jeans you're wearing right now the mm-hmm. jeans i have on at this moment along with all the other jeans in my home just appeared there several years ago mm-hmm. i'm not really sure where they we'll came put them from there. i don't know <laughs> i don't know where they came from one day they were there they seemed to have come like pre-worn a few times Mm -hmm. and then I just wear them and gradually the belt loops break off and when that happens or when I change weight a little bit I just like tie my belt Mm -hmm. as tight as I can then when it doesn't because I have this huge belly but I have this tiny tiny butt you got a tiny little rump like Mm -hmm. tiny little button waist so it's really weird I get like pushed down by my like big fat roll in the front Mm -hmm. but then at the same time in the back nothing to hold it up and so I just pull my belt and then I'll start to like like twist it so the belt gets huh. all twisted up to tighten it up instead of buying a new belt because mm-hmm. I also don't know where my belts come from. <laughs> yeah, and I have no idea what brand these jeans I'm wearing right now are. I don't know where, where they came I live. From. It's, it's, <laughs> it's probably conceivable that they're Levi's. Truth be told, because like that's I, I would have to say that Levi's has to be the number one jean oh, brand. Get your butt up. Let me look. Let's see. Let's oh, take I bets. thought you meant to check the number. Do you want one. to take bets on what he's wearing though? Uh, what are you gonna go? I'm saying Levi. What do you think? Wrangler. I have. I don't know, boy. Pant okay. No well, pants? All right, we can take a look here. What do we got? What do we got? Here? What do we got? These are Lee. Lee. Oh, are fuck. Lee. That's. I pictured Lee in my head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was Lee jeans. Picture I was the Lee. Th- that's one of the things you like. When I got married, that my wife is very uh, honest with. Mm-hmm. I'll put the jeans on, and you just get you get this. You get the head. You yeah. That we're gonna wave those off. Those are done. Yeah. And then those get put gotta, in the pile. Like a donated. Those. Yeah. And and I appreciate that because I don't. I'm, I will left to my own devices. I'll wear the same shirt, jean, like five oh, shirts yeah. and like one pair of jeans every week. And just if they get washed, that's cool. And then I'll wear them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's Do nice. Do you still to have your Coca Cola shirt or did D? No, I think that's that gone now. Mm-hmm. It might still be in the closet because I like to keep a couple shirts that have a little bit more color because we have I have so many black Do you have shirts. The yellow no, I can relate to that. My, my, my closet looks like Charlie Brown's closet. Like it's just like the same sh- black or gray hoodie oh, all yeah. the way down. I thought you meant you and literally <laughs> have that Charlie Brown. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but there's one of the cartoons <laughs> you see inside that. his co- like his closet, mm-hmm. and it's just. Charlie Brown shirts all yeah, the like way Doug down. Funny, yeah, like Doug Funny, yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing yeah. for it. Like, it's just black and gray hoodies and jeans, and that's the best thing. But I think we were on Tim, right? We were, I'm sorry. So, yeah. so, so rounding is- out Tim, I would say Levi jeans, uh, you got the Jordans on his feet. You have to have mm-hmm. the Jordans. And then, of course, no uh, starter kit for Tim would be complete unless it has 15 to 16 cases of LaCroix in it. It's got a LaCroix. And this should all be packaged in a giant GameCube-shaped chest, yeah. I think, because mm. we're talking about his physical appearance, but... But there's all. more to oh, no, 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 yeah. the man. No, no, yeah, yeah there's more to Starticus than just what you wear. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. okay, so we got to have those that love. I feel I like mean, we need some sort of Crash Bandicoot item. A Crash Bandicoot no, item. No, no. So you don't need that in the starter kit. You need it ever looming on the horizon for Tim. <laughs> you need it always just out of reach where it's like, are they going to bring Spyro back? And he can just be like, he has, dragon, to, man. he has to be able to obsess about a game. No, what you got? Okay, so what you got is you got a hat and it's got like a fishing pole. With a line hanging down, yeah. and there's interchangeable fetishes that you can just attach to that. And as soon as he, he chases them, he runs around. And as soon as he gets mm-hmm. it, you change it out and you put For another something one. Something else, and you make it a little bit farther away. Yeah, and just keep moving it farther and farther out there. Mm-hmm. I think you also have to put at least one pack of amphetamines in there, just to get that that so you can take that on hype day. Oh, you mean like just get yeah. just yes. a couple a couple out of ants or something Sponsored like that? Yeah. 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 Or Adderall's rather not. Are we, yeah. are we at the point where we? talk about how he got royally fucked over 
and didn't didn't had to pay that nine hundred dollar parking ticket. Mm. No, that, I don't think I think we, he updated <coughs> that on the morning show for any GOG listeners that don't know on the morning show a while back. Tim got a parking ticket for close to nine hundred dollars. That's fun. Uh, if you scroll back at the morning show, I want to say it's maybe like two, three months, two ago. months ago. Yeah, yeah, you'll see you'll see in the thumbnail. It'll, it actually has the eight hundred and some odd dollar parking ticket in the thumbnail. This is an egregious, egregious fine that Tim mm-hmm. got for accidentally parking in a spot that didn't look like anything. But was in fact a handicap. He he didn't even park. He didn't even get out of the car. No, but technically parking by uh, the definition of parking is that you just stop the car in a place. That's that's they don't give a shit if the car's on or off or not. They don't care about that. But yeah, Mm. I think uh, he was fighting it and then just just was there. People were like, "You're not gonna hashtag justice for Tim." They'll 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 nail you for a handy spot. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, Tim is not the kind of person that would will- willingly park in a handicapped <laughs> right. spot. If had he known that it was an illegal place to pull over, I'm sure he would have not done that. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of those things. Like, for a lot they of people, even listening stri- to this, they were like white stripes that didn't. That could have been like a loading zone. Yeah. It, look, it looks like a place where a truck would move. Would like. Right. It, 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 for those of you that don't know that don't live in a big city, parking you just pull over wherever you can most mm-hmm. of the time. Everyone's either double parked or parked in a spot that's a driveway or something. And so it's not uncommon to be like, I just got to pull over here real quick to pick my friend, like someone up so they don't have to run into traffic or I don't have to keep circling this freaking block. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tim got screwed over on that. But is that in a starter kit like less than $900? Yeah, now? I just don't know yeah. if that's like enough of his thing to like. No. No, no. I don't. No, but that. a second iPhone definitely is. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. Second iPhone. Also, did you already mention the short sleeve college shirt with... Mm. All over print. The pigeons. All, yeah, like I mean, any sort of all over print. Pigeons. Mm-hmm. Like it's that. not short. It's long it's sleeve long that he rolls up. up. He tried so to wear short. Quarter. He did try to do go short sleeves for no, a while. He has it's worn a full sh- sleeve. It's no, he's worn short sleeve stuff before. Has, like the Rugrats stuff, the Nickelodeon the stuff. But those sleeve, are shirts that people sent to him. Those wait, weren't. The short sleeves are specifically for E3 because it's hot. It's hot. It's not a joke. He gets stinky. He literally mm-hmm. goes and buys short sleeves just for E3. <laughs> he's such a baby, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's dude, it's hot. Baby. You've been on that show floor. <laughs> yeah. It's hot. When you're There's doing a live show, over there. There's there's a, lot a lot of bodies, a lot of, uh, lot of cosplayers, <laughs> and a lot of mascots in fur running around. I'll never forget when me, Kevin... Tim and I think Cool Gregor were walking. We decided to walk to fucking Ceremony. No, not Ceremony. Stone's Town. And then we knew it was a terrible decision to walk because it's like just far enough, right? And on the way back, Tim was like, fuck, I'm going to get sunburned. Like, I, mm. and w- it wasn't even. It's like super overcast. I was with you guys. <laughs> yeah. that day. And then like, the next day, he was so sunburned. I feel like, yeah, SPF like 700 oh, needs to be beautiful. in the Tim Getty yeah. starter pack. Wherever I, yeah. his people came from. They are not sun-faring people. They're not Mediterranean Where are the Gettys from? I have to imagine Ireland or someplace that is... Antarctica. Constantly dark. Yeah, like 40... Where where was the movie 40 Days of Night shot? Uh, That was in... uh, That was Barrow, Alaska. There he... Then then he is a Barrow, Alaskan. They only surface during the nighttime sort of thing. Yeah, that was a mole person. Fun fact, Barrow, Alaska, home of the world's northernmost Mexican restaurant. What's it called? Uh, Something like the person's name's north of the border. That's, like, it's like that's Morty's dope. north of the border. Or that's something. Dope. I wonder yeah. how good the beans are. There. I have a friend that ate there. I right? said it was really good. My biggest problem with Mexican mean? food, wherever you go, is the farther you get away from Mexico, they just don't get the mm-hmm. beans right. They can't get the ingredients correct. Well, apparently in Barrow, it's pretty much the same ingredients in almost every restaurant, just done different ways, like frozen meat, like frozen beef and beans and just stuff, wrapped the things up in, in, a quasi in taco. different kind of ways. Well, I said the food was pretty good, but the best thing about eating at whatever is north of the border is that if you ever eat there from out of town, for the rest of your life, you'll get a handwritten Christmas card from them every year. Wow. That is amazing. Mm, that's a thing. Yeah. That's, a, that's good customer Well, now sales. you know. Yeah. So. Speaking of food, yeah. I feel like in the Tim Getty starter pack, we need to have some sort of crappy chain restaurant. Food. The, the, oh, Chipotle, yeah. probably. Chipotle. Yeah. Or, no, Gordo's. Olive it has Garden. to be. 
It has to be Gordo's. Like he has to go to Gordo's. What's the all pizza the time. place that he likes? Signore's. Oh, Signore's. He does like bad food. That's yeah. true. There should also be a day planner that has three stages of work day in it. The first stage was this intense reading stage. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He does uh-huh. a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Second stage was the show stage. What's up, everybody? This kind of funny games cast. I'm your host. And mm-hmm. then third the stage. The first ever is. Which is mellow stage. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. There's also. It's don't yeah. don't forget games, about. Right? <laughs> don't forget about. I was about to disagree with you, but I changed my mind and I am agreeing with you. Oh, <laughs> that's guys. Right. He has that. Wait. No, you're right. No, you're right. He does that to me. Does a lot. he? Yeah. Oh. He Let's do that. Let's shift gears, yeah. though, because I feel like we've spent a lot of time way more him. time talking about Tim than I thought we we're going to. <laughs> Let's so shift to my other fast, most fascinating person in this office. Cool Greg. Oh, no. Cool Greg. Actually, Cool Greg was easy to start. He has one pair of jeans, one shirt, and the night. That's all he <laughs> needs. <laughs> he goes out there and that's all he needs. Uh, he, needs he needs his legit boss he does, things. He doesn't need those. He doesn't need anything. Cool Greg could literally live off the land better than any of us here, <laughs> and I have no idea how he would do it. No, I want to talk about uh, the Great Wall himself, the man who keeps everything running. Uh, what is in Kevin Coelho's starter kit? Milkshake. Oh, man. I was going to say milkshake. You <laughs> fucking stole milkshakes. it from me. Milkshakes. Yeah. And, uh, and an, an obscene amount of cables. Yes. Oh, yeah. USB cables, HDMI cables. I don't know what other kind of cables there are. I would go ahead. If you could put obsession in a bottle, mm-hmm. I think that would be there too, like a liquefied mm-hmm. obsession. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, but he only you only take a drop out every now and then. I remember I asked him for help on microphones one day, and he got so excited. He gave me the best help on microphones I've ever received. But he also gave me like six hours of help on microphones yeah. over the course of three days. It was beautiful, and he's he passionate. And when we were far past the point that I was satisfied. Kevin was so committed to helping out and so obsessed with finding the best possible solution for me that he just kept going. And some of that's just the goodness of his own heart. And some of it, I could see the glint of madness deep yeah. in those eyes. Yeah, <laughs> at, a, at, at the Rooster Teeth, uh, at the Let's Play reunion, there were, they were having some problems and Kevin was... The most excited I've ever seen him to help out and just like, what do y'all need? Like, uh, hey guys, you guys need help? Let me know. We have equipment. You guys need to hook stuff up. I can, yeah, I can hook up this fucking cable to the screen. Like, he was like the most jazzed. And but then the next morning he had to wake up early, and then it turns out they didn't need him, <laughs> and okay. so he wasn't too happy about God, that. God, you were pissed. Because we had so such long. a lovely guys, night no, the night yeah, prior. And also, you guys came in three hours later. All like, hey, we're all relaxed. What are you guys doing? And I'm just like, I've been literally standing here. Yeah, Kevin hours. showed up early because they were like, Kevin, they're gonna need you. They're gonna film something. They're gonna go shop for stuff at Walmart. It's gonna be like a little video bit they're gonna make. And he was like, all right, cool. On and he the got there, and he was like, they didn't. We didn't do it. On the plus side, I did get that giant. Slide. You did. Oh uh, yeah. That, that was, was but call. I thought that was the whole point. And then you were like, no, we were supposed to do something else, but yeah. they just totally dropped the ball on that. You're like, I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. To be fair, I slept in in a very quiet air conditioned room and it was lovely. So nice. Oh, and we cool. had a um that was the sleepover night. That's that when we had pizza night. and hung out and watched uh, American Vandal. Mm-hmm. I I literally I'm like, why don't we just do that again? Turn the camera on and just hang out. That's what we should do for the next let's play. It should be let's play sleepover. Ooh. We all sleep in the same house. And watch and tell scary stories to each other and watch. <laughs> that that was like essentially the first night, which we just didn't. We didn't stream that. Yeah. yeah. The first night was the best because we streamed that uh, Trivial Pursuit game where Greg got in a garbage bag. Oh, that's right. And he was oh, an alien. What else is on Kevin's Kevin oh, definitely I, I, has some sort of hipster hat mm. in his in his The red fucking kit. shoes. Oh, those the, the red vans. Kevin's yeah. a van guy. Yeah. Yeah. He I also wears Levi's. No, it's the f- in the furry jacket. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen it enough. Have we gone to a party recently? It's this party, party jacket. jacket. I haven't oh. seen it since the uh, Grant. Now, yeah, Grant. That's a good point. I haven't yeah. seen it since the holiday party. Yeah. 
I also think that in Kevin's kit at the very bottom, there's an ornate envelope made of very heavy, high quality paper. It is sealed with the seal of House Lannister in wax. Mm -hmm. And on the front, in cursive, it just says in gold ink, master plan. (laughs) It hasn't been unsealed. Mm -hmm. But somewhere inside is the secret plan because See, I am. In fact, Tim I, wrote that secret plan. Okay, there is a sec- family's crest. There we go. Okay, so what's in there? I will tell you this: if that <laughs> Kevin if, is the keeper of the plan. There is Kevin does have that secret master plan, but I will say one day when you open it, you're going to open it up. It's going to have a lot of eraser marks on it. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> it's going to have those marks that when you you're almost out of eraser oh, yeah, and you yeah. carve the fucking line into <laughs> oh, the paper. That's what it's going to look like. Nothing gives me like the a worse feeling than that. I uh, hated that feeling. Worse. There is nothing better than opening an envelope and finding something completely ridiculous or surprising inside. Like mm-hmm. some usually when you get an envelope, you have mm-hmm. an idea what's going to be in there. It's going to be a check or a letter from somebody. or a bill but I I got this I I ran into Miranda not too long ago uh, at her desk and she's like oh I have this for you and she had a sealed envelope and on it she'd written a bet that we had made like two years ago and we'd put money in the envelope for the bet and I won the bet it had to do with something that was going to happen in the game completely forgotten this ever happened Mm -hmm. so she hands me the envelope and it's like $20 this versus this she owns up to it I open the envelope inside were $17 in cash (laughs) And a tiny piece of paper with like a cute little animal that's on it that said, I owe you $3, Miranda, <laughs> and signed. And so I got $17 and a $3 IOU note that's with just, her signature that's just on as it. good. It was beautiful. What's in Greg Miller's? I have one more addition. Oh, what's for in Kevin's? Kevin's? Okay. It's one of those like desk plaques, you know, like that has somebody's name on it that like banks and stuff have. Yeah. But instead of it saying that, it's just a quote from Kevin that's, I fucking hate Thursdays. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's a quote, but one of the words is misspelled, like one of his tweets. <laughs> You guys, you guys are doing an awful job. How has my Leatherman not made it into this damn thing? Oh, yeah. He should have some sort of tool that That's when true. I ask to yeah. use it, I can't figure out how it works. It's terrifying. <laughs> it and then he gives it to you open, and then it's like, I don't know how to close, know how to close this, close and I feel like thing, I'm going to... And I don't know why like it's a the tool smells like blood. <laughs> <laughs> I also think knee pads for Kevin, because he spends a lot of time crawling around. Yeah, but he also likes to be hurt and complain about it. That's true. So when he goes, oh, that. man, my knees hurt so bad, and then he stares at you, and you're like... Why do your knees hurt so bad? Oh, man, I was cutting down Christmas trees all day yesterday for Paula's parents or something like that. He always he has a Paula story. That's yeah. the other thing that has to go in his, gra- in his uh, starter kit. A crazy Paula story of something he did that no normal human being would ever subject themselves to simply because he's a good guy and he's married. I think that's good. Yeah. I also think we need a small herd of uh, large animals like as a sound effect. When Kevin runs from one side of the studio to the yes. other, that does yeah. happen a lot. You need, yeah. it's, it's sort of like a uh, like when like a, a herd of caribou. Oh, no, it's, it's no, it's great. something heavier. I feel it's like Caribou's rhinos. Oh, you think rhinos? or like something like it's How big it's is a, a terrifying. I don't I don't know. If you go to like a Japanese like a bison, maybe maybe that maybe that. If you go to a Japanese department store or really any store and you ask somebody for something that's not there at the counter, the attendant will regularly sprint. To run off mm-hmm. and get whatever you need, Good and then service. sprint and run back. Is run back between, and they just take off. You don't know what's going to happen, and then run back. I have That's not Kevin. experienced that feeling since I came back to the United States until I started working here yeah. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And Kevin will just run from room to room, <laughs> the, and I'll have flashbacks the, being in Costco and Osaka. The mm-hmm. difference is, Kevin will do that whether if there's a problem, the internet needs to be out, or if someone brought milkshakes. It uh, it uh, the, like the varying degree of when Kevin chooses to run. There's no rhyme or reason for it. Uh, he just likes to I'm just move fast. Board. 
He's a fast mover. I'm on the board. You're fast. You do it even baby. when you're not on the board. Yeah, sometimes you just go fast, man. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Kevin, right? if I if I were to tell you that I'm I'm at a LaCroix, would you sprint and bring any? Please don't. Don't sprint. Don't sprint. If I ask nicely? No. Do you want more LaCroix? If I say please, I really would. Okay, what flavor do you want? Uh, I'd coconut if you got it. Yep. If, since you're out there, if you Couple grab another them. orange one, that'd be great too. Yeah, mm. you don't mind. I'm not as into these things. I just want something to drink because my throat is scratched. Do you want to make? You want to make a tower? This one's not done yet. It was like oh, a preemptive. Okay. One of the oh god, making a tower reminds me of being in college, and my friends all like all drink more than I did. I didn't drink a whole lot in college. Okay. Um, Good man. But my friends, he makes up for one it. One of my friend, like the most dude bro. Um, oh God, what's his name from Twenty One Jump Street? Channing Tatum's Channing character. Tatum. That's yeah. like watching that movie. I was like, oh my God, this could not be any more like my friend. Um, and I won't name his name. Um, but he's a cop now. Um, <laughs> in far <laughs> no in uh, RGV. He built up a lot of uh, he put a a lot of coke can or a lot of beer cans. Whenever he'd finish a beer. He'd start building them up, right? Sure. Eventually, Thank by the you. end of that, all Thanks. my friends and him had this giant thing of fucking beer or whatever. <laughs> uh, and th- it got knocked over, right? You just said that like Keanu Reeves. I want you to know. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> it got knocked over, the whole tower or whatever. And I was so pissed off that it was even being built, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why the fuck are you building? And I was like, why are you fucking building it? Like, oh, look, there's beer on the floor and shit. He goes... Yeah, but yeah, I don't drink the last bit of beer because it's all fucking spit. That's why I don't drink it. Like, he was thinking I was getting wrong at him for leaving beer in the can when really I was just mad that they were building a, a tower. tower. And it was like the funniest, like, to me, like, I look back at it and that's like one of the funniest moments from college of like, what? There's fucking beer on the floor. Like, well, yeah, I don't drink it because it's all fucking backwash, dude. It's like, that's not what I'm mad at. I'm mad at the fucking yeah. tower. That, that anecdote will teach you a lot about Twitter right there. That's mm-hmm. that's like really? every conversation yeah. I've ever had on the yeah. internet. It's yeah. like, I'm trying to make a point about something that I think is clear to all of us. Oh, yeah, well, they're spitting the bottom. Yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking yeah. about the fucking tower you just built. Why yeah. did you make that? Like, yeah. It was so funny. So right, funny. segue, because I love this topic. What is in Greg Miller's starter kit? First off, that little, that little green crystal from Superman 2 that uh, that he uses to get his powers back okay. in his last desperate day. I'm convinced Greg actually has a little glowing crystal Guaranteed. that he keeps in a barn somewhere that he's holding out for the day he has to bring like something back after he's blown up his life and he needs to rebuild his career mm-hmm. and that little green crystal is going to be there. He's going to hold it close and he's going to come back more powerful than ever. Or I'd say maybe when he even does two shows a day and he has to do a third. Yeah. Or he does three shows a day and for some reason there has to be a fourth. He just gets and he uses that as like he rejuvenates himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. The recharge. Yeah. yeah. Never There's ending gotta be energy. a chicken wing bone. Yeah. yeah. Gotta be gotta be a fresh order of chicken wing wing wings. Definitely. There's gotta be uh something uh, Mizzou. A Those slightly... yellow Mizzou shorts. Oh, oh god. god. The, the shorts. Which I've requested that he get Tim a pair of since they're yeah. in Missouri, so they can be twinsies. Oh great. Uh-huh. Tim's pasty white legs are gonna look great getting burned <laughs> in those. Uh, I will say there's gotta be a wiener dog <laughs> in his starter kit. There has yeah. to be a, a mildly a dysfunctional wiener dog. Yep. No, it can't be. It can't be one that's normal. It has to be one that has issues. Because ever since I've known Portillo, he's had issues. The first time I met that dog, he got so excited, peed all over himself. He's and full me. of problems. Dude. And you can't let him jump off of anything higher than one inch. <laughs> yeah. Yet he is the cutest thing you've ever seen in your entire so life. Cute. Even with his weird crop circle, like shaved ass. <laughs> yeah. It does have a strange ass. It's weird. They shaved. I'm like, what? 
fucking monster shaved this dog's butt in this capacity because they had to do it twice. They had to do it once for one leg and once for the other knee, right? But they shaved it unevenly, so it looks like steps going into one from one leg to the other. And I'm like, why would you do Like, have some artistry to it. Like, at least shave it so when it grows back in, people it looks like he, like now it just looks weird. Yeah. I feel like for Greg, there's got to be like a two-headed Yanis statue, like the mm-hmm. two-faced god. Yeah. And one side is generosity. Golden and on the other side is vanity. And they're just there, like the two aspects of Greg Miller's soul. I, I think it would be more yes. like organization Spence. and chaos. Okay. Like yeah. who was the, it was chaos was the god as it was a god, right? Before, uh, before yeah, the in Greeks. Greek mythology. Yeah. Who was or, the opposite? I mean, Roman, uh, pardon me, uh, uh, Norse mythology. Who was the who was the opposite of chaos? Was there of an chaos? opposite of chaos? Like uh, I, in a way, Odin kind of was, but mm. Odin was. We're getting off topic. Too. What I would yeah. say for Greg is instead of the two faces, <laughs> the two faces that Greg would have is he has these he has this amazing capacity to be tremendously professional. And like be the most professional person sitting there. And then he'll flip and you'll look over at him and he will be in a small baby tee with his belly hanging out in a <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man mask, screaming at Andy for no reason. <laughs> yep. Encouraging that's, that's the past panel to take off his shirt. I love it. <laughs> well, I've seen so much like warmth. The man just glows with warmth and sincerity. But one of my my all-time favorite memory of working at IGN was a day that Miller and Fran were both in this, they were both working in the pit and they got into a heated, loud argument about which of them was the more vain, ah, where each yeah. was arguing for themselves. Oh, Fran, uh, like, Fran, Fran was arguing that he was the most hands fan, down. Greg, like, and they're going back and forth. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was one of the most oh, wonderful things I've Fran. ever seen. First yeah. off, Fran, I've never heard Fran yell. I've heard Greg yell. Greg yells all the time. I think he actually practices that when he goes home. Yeah. Fran doesn't yell, Fran just speaks louder. He still has the same level of his voice, like same style of speaking, but it's just a little bit louder. Just so you know, I'm 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 angry, but I'm not really that angry with you. I've never actually seen. It's Fran more like turning before. up a television. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, right. that's a, that's a good point. But to be yeah. fair, to, just to end that argument right now, Fran, hundred percent more man. Great comparison. Than Greg. Well, missing anything else for? I Greg. mean, Greg's got his. He's got the converse. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the glasses, of course. Yeah. Now he's got the beard, which is an addition. We'll see if he's got the the the. It's going to stick around or not. I, feel I like think it's, it's going to. in it to win it. Now it is weird to look at pictures of Greg without the beard. I don't think so. For some reason, really? it still has not hit me yet. I still think it's like yeah. It's I don't think it looks weird in that picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, which nah. I mean, that's not like a great picture. Pointing, so? I mean, both. I guess. The yeah, wedding one the wedding on top one. left. I'm not at all being facetious. Greg is highly sentimental, and mm-hmm. I I don't think you can have a, a Greg Miller starter kit that doesn't contain something related to Ghostbusters. Um, I think oh, that yeah, you've totally. got his entire Fun. Ghostbusters costume for one, <laughs> and yeah. it is with fu- the power wand or whatever the fuck he calls it. Yeah, the proton pack, and it, and it is it is <laughs> fundamental to his career. It's how he started with with. Uh, it's how he no. started writing. Shut it's up! How started, I literally yeah, sorry, I can't let this one go. Every time I go, hey, nice proton pack and fucking and gun, he goes, it's called a neutrino wand, Nick. Okay, well that's different than power. Well, I couldn't think of the word neutrino, so I just said power wand. He's wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator. Uh, I will also say Greg probably at some point has either a PSVR or a Vita stuff someplace Vita. because mm-hmm. I feel like he will never let the Vita die, even though In Vita. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's dead or not, but I'm assuming it is. Dead. He loves the written word. I think there'd be a newspaper clipping in there. Possibly. Uh, that's mm-hmm. still or a comic. Greg. Yeah. Oh, Superman. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah. move, let's segue on to Andy. That sweet, sweet candy man. <laughs> Obviously a tiny Pomeranian. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's all you got. <laughs> that's all we need to bring you back. Andy, it would not surprise me is if, if Andy had a starter kit, right? If someone's like, hey, we're going to do the Andy starter kit. If it was just a Pomeranian that was dressed exactly like him. <laughs> 
And that's somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna Photoshop that. Yes, <laughs> Photoshop I that. Hope so. But do the jeans go on the back two legs or on all four? Definitely of the, back the back two, two legs because you gotta have either a bomber jacket or a members only jacket. Yeah, in there. Sure, yeah. And cool the Pomeranian hair. has to be not happy that it's in the outfit, but also not sad that it's in the outfit. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like okay, but <laughs> just kind of placid. I I, look, I love Pomeranians. Yeah, I love Pomeranians. Pom- I just don't think that I like. I don't have like an obsession with them though. No, no it's not that you have an obsession with we them. We projected it's that this. You onto are the them. office Pomeranian. You okay. are. You're just. You're just that 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 thing that's in all of our lives. That's just a delight. You're just a delight. Aww. You're never angry. You're never oh, no, overly happy. Well, it's only when Kevin fucks with you, but that's <laughs> only once or twice a day. I'm so excited yeah. for you everyone were to see mad that. At that. I'm just saying, like, when I think of the Pomeranian, you guys share a lot of traits. You're both beautiful creatures. Thank you. Uh, you're you both creatures hair. that don't really put anyone out. You know, like my my mother-in-law has a Pomeranian. It's a perfectly lovely dog. If you're like, hey, come sit on the couch, he goes, okay. <laughs> If you're like, hey, don't sit on the couch anymore, it goes, okay. And just goes over and does whatever it sure. wants to do. Okay. So well, that's what, what it is. What about the inner Andy? Like, what, what's beyond? Uh, this Pomeranian would be obviously listening to the Levitard show. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. No. Yeah. Andy's starter kit has to have ear, the blue earbuds just tethered to Dan Levitard's mouth. Yeah. If you have like to. And he's got. Dan and Stugatz. And Stugatz. Yeah. And then you have to occasionally tell me that I am the Stugatz of <laughs> a kind of funny, which sounds I'd like I'd say the Spurs. Oh, that was my next mm, thing. Yeah. There's got to yeah. be some sort of basketball yeah. reference in there. I think all my, I mean, Cowboys and Spurs are kind of like, they run my life the when they well, are, when they're really going. You don't care about the Braves anymore, yeah. huh? Uh, this season, we're looking good. Not bad. <laughs> it's like six and four. <laughs> Atlanta Braves looking good. Did I've always, I guess, huh? Did you grow up a Braves fan? Yeah. Where was home? Texas. Oh, okay. So, oh, wait, you're rebel then a little bit. No, yeah. well, uh, you be a Ranger fan. Isn't no, I know. I've teams? always, I've told this before. It's like uh, the Braves were syndicated on TBS. TBS, right? And yeah. the Astros never were. Like, but we probably would have been Astros fans if they were on TV. But my dad was like, I don't really have a rooting interest in anybody from Texas in baseball. But the Braves are always on TV, and I've been watching them, so I'm a fan now. That's that's how it was where yeah. I grew up. The entire southeastern portion of the United States during the era of cable television grew up Braves fans yeah. because they were on all the time. Or some so. people became Cubs fans because of WGN, yeah. that sort of thing. Like, exactly. They're always on. Like They were on every fucking day. No joke. Like four yeah. to five times a week, the Braves were oh, yeah. on TV. So. Yeah, same for me. We'd watch the game constantly. They were on my National League team for a long time. Yeah. I grew up an Orioles fan, but you always, mm. you always pulled for the Braves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In your jacket pocket mm-hmm. would be some sheet music with just the harmony highlighted. For the police? Uh, yeah, for every, for every sting in the police on. Yeah. Also, he has gum, always, constantly. Oh, except he, you've, we talked about this earlier, and he's been, I've been slacking, slacking on, the, yeah. on the gum game. I asked oh, for gum before the show. I the last like week, I've, I, I, fuck, maybe in the last month or so, because I remember Kevin walking up to me a few weeks ago, and I disappointed him. Felt bad about it. You're just, you're just, you're wasting away. Yeah, man. And you would have... You'd have some sort of like pro hyper light drifter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like let's do Jared next because I feel like Jared's starter kit. Yeah, you're getting one. You're not getting out of this. Uh, <coughs> probably has a container full of meat in it. Oh, oh yeah, that's been happening. Well, that's eaten. until recently though, right? No, he's gone on and off uh, low carb diets for a long oh, time. Okay, We've talked okay. about it. Yeah, low before. carb and other things. And generally eating some large single thing, whether it be an enormous sandwich or an mm. enormous piece of meat or some kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Japan. Uh, just the entire <laughs> country of Japan is in your starter kit. <laughs> that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Obviously, uh, we have to include some soup in that, some warm soup. Uh, Specifically to in put pockets. In that. 
and Absolutely. pockets or not, Aww. whatever. Just <laughs> container. You know, I do love soup. Containers full of soup. Yes, containers full of soup. Little that cans. name got shut down. Yeah, that's the one that didn't go. Yeah. Containers full of soup was on the rejection. Cutting room floor. I also feel like your starter kit's going to be like that Harry, that bag in Harry Potter where like you just keep going in it and you pull out the the biggest, vastest library of video game information that anyone's ever seen. None of which I've ever heard of. Like literally, I will thumb through the entire thing. Like I'm n- I will never get to a fact that I actually know. So esoteric idiosity. Like, I wasn't yeah. going to say useless information, yeah. but it's it's <laughs> it's so, so running right by it. It's you know? yeah. the line. Highway it's to like byway. Highway to audience. Byway. I could have spent my whole life trying to cure cancer. Instead, I decided to know more about. Zvi 2 by Falcom. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to spell Zvi, but I'm uh, the fact that there's Zvi 2 is what makes it great. Like Zvi means two, mm-hmm. and then there's Zvi, two, two. and then there's Zvi 2. Interesting. It's beautiful. You see what I'm talking about, huh. people? Yeah. That would be in there. What Nihon Falcom, man. I don't know. See, Jared hasn't worked here long enough. I yeah. worked alongside Jared at IGN for a while, but we never really like, we weren't in this close proximity so that I can learn the nuances of Mr. JP. There's Jesus, just the man above. What's that? Jesus, the man above. I do like the Jesus. You yeah. got you got big big ups to God. You're saving some room for Jesus. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What else would be in your starter kit? Oh, I mean I'm I, I kind of feel like I'd be cheating if I if I say what's in my starter kit. Yeah, but I don't know either. Oh, yeah. I, had to, I had to throw out Spurs and, and Cowboys. I had to yeah. do that. That's true. Um I think my starter kit probably includes uh, includes antidepressants of some kind. Fantastic. Uh, that's honestly a, a very real part of my life. Um, so probably a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of salty tears and uh, and uh, antidepressants in there. Um, I love to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's going to be there's got to be books in my. Would it kit. be a novelization of a video game and or comic book? Novelization of a movie. Or so something. I read everything. Um, I'll, mm. I read. What are you I'll reading read right now? Greek and Roman classics. Mm. Right now, actually, that's that's what I've been reading through. Greek and Roman classics. Roman, mm. Roman classics. Reading a lot of them. some but of I my also, favorites. But yeah. I also read like yeah, but it would be all that to like horrible hackery like paperbacks <laughs> from thirty years ago with with you know literally sitting there the other day like reading through a Robotech novel. Oh, from, like, I used to love those. Yeah, I read that first Robotech novel that they already came out with, and I was like, what? There's extra stuff in here that wasn't in. The cartoon. Exactly. I didn't realize the author You're just a taking a little. Guy? Oh yeah, I'm huge. Oh, Robotech can we do guy. a Robotech show one day? We can absolutely do it. Are you kidding oh, me? Nick loves oh, that's not a Robotech uh, toy right there. That's actually a Transformer. That's Transformer. If you yeah. look back there, that's my Robotech tech collection, I... including Clash of the Bionoids, which was uh, a Japanese movie called "Do You Remember Love?" Brought over here. They call it Clash of the Bionoids. Holy Minmay, yeah. Batman! Yeah, I know. I made my grandma. I made my grandma Scarpino buy me that in a KB Toys when I was a kid. I was like, Grandma, I know you don't know me very well. Okay, but I need you to buy. I need you to buy. What did she do? This is back in the day where Grandma's didn't really talk. She didn't talk to me. She didn't know fucking idea who I was. She was like, he's my grandson, I guess. I don't know. We don't talk. Is this the Harmony Gold set? I know you or just met me, Grandma. That, uh, or is this the FHS that has the stuff cut out of it? Or is it the later one? I don't know. I can't I really go back see it well from I had all the VHS tapes back in the day, and then I threw yeah. those out once the DVD, the remastered DVDs came out. And then I've also got Macross 2. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the Do you have Sentinels Plus over there? Brother. Do you have Macross I Plus over there? I think Plus is down there. Down somewhere. there? Okay. Yeah, this yeah. Is, uh, sorry. If, if you were around for it, it was the best thing on TV. It was. Like, yeah, the best like, show fucking yeah. ever. And I will say this to you right now. I love Transformers. Good for you. He-Man, rock on, dude, with your cool ass. Do you really love Transformers? When I was a kid, I did. Okay. Uh, but nothing compared to Robotech. Yeah. Nothing compared. When you saw it, it was just like it had come down from another planet. And there was so much there that, like, that's the first uh, interracial couple I ever remember oh, yeah. From from my childhood, like being depicted in media, media, yeah, and you'd sit there and be like, and and what made it amazing was like it wasn't anybody who's like, why look an interracial couple? No, it was just like part of life. Nobody, and for the early 1980s for children's programming, that was 
unheard also of. Groundbreaking. Yeah. This is a cartoon series that was, by the way, it was, it was, I think it was more like a space o- or a space soap opera. Yeah. But uh, it was a cartoon series that de- that dealt with death in a very, very like real way. There was no sugarcoating it of like, oh, so and so died, and it's kind of sad. It was like a horrible. Tragic. Oh my dad. Gosh, pineapple salad like pineapple in pineapple salad yeah, when Roy God. like oh my god. He just keels like, over. She's like, Spoilers. Oh she has this amazing like yeah. line. Basically, uh the story's great. It's it's we're getting off on a huge change What's right now, mixed? but I don't <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This is the segue. We should go back. This, this would definitely be in my bag. Like, it would be the old DVDs that I never intend to watch again that I've queued up all of them on my Amazon queue, and I'm mm-hmm. not gonna watch because I have like every iteration of Robotech queued up on my Amazon queue that's available. No carbs. I've only gone back and watch. Zero carbs in that kit. 100% a lot no of carbs. cheese. Yeah. A lot of cheese. Probably do eat a, a lot, lot of cheese, cheese now. Yeah. Oh, My cholesterol uh, test just came back a little high. A little high right now for the old LDL okay. uh, and HDL cholesterol. So I got I to gotta keep an eye on that as I progress through this ketogenic diet. It's a known problem with keto. And a lot of people say it's not something you need to worry about. And some people say, hey, I'm your doctor. Trust me. You should worry about this. Yeah. Uh, Axiom but, Verge. Uh, a copy of Axiom Verge, <laughs> probably. Well done, sir. Whenever it's I a, think great something game. that like screams game. Nick to me mm-hmm. is his North Face jacket. But specifically... When we get to his car, which he I also in, and he puts it in the trunk, that yeah. is like a classic Nick move. That is such a Nick move. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> to put your jacket in the trunk. That is classy. It, it is. Yeah, Kevin, it I, is. I just don't like wearing my like, jacket in my car. What I picture, I Kevin. I guess it's your car's normally packed, so that's why you don't put it in the back seat. But <laughs> I picture you opening the trunk and like having a hanger there. Oh, that's like like it opens up. It's a closet. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the reason I put my jacket in the back is because early on when I first moved to the city I didn't have a parking spot so I'd have to park oh. on the street and if I put anything in my car I would fear that it would get mm. broken into. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I kept I learned very quickly to keep my car immaculate leave no sign that anything of any values in there and then I lock my trunk so anything I need to put in I, like a jacket or whatever can get stolen just goes right in the trunk. And even that doesn't protect you when I, I was in court a few months ago for something and there was a, a case going on before hours and the person on trial had been accused of breaking a window here in San Francisco to steal a box of laundry detergent mm-hmm. out of the back. Like no, the, no. The, 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 I leave nothing. Like yeah. I walk by cars sometimes and I look and I'm like, there's a half uh, consumed bottle of seven up in that guy's car. And I'm like, you're asking for it, buddy. Someone's going to break in just to have that little, little bit of joy in their life. Cause they don't give a shit. And also if they break into your car, if it's a homeless person, they just don't care. No one's yeah. going to stop them. It is, do, it it, well, it is difficult to overexpress how how common uh, car break-ins are in San Francisco right now. I mean, the, have you read anything about the, the escalation statistics? No, but given, given I, I spend a lot of nights now walking around the city, various parts of the city, places that I don't think I'd ever go to otherwise if I weren't doing comedy. Mm-hmm. And I see, I see so much more of that, for lack of a better term, like negativity out there right now. I see so many more homeless people. I see so many more people who are clearly abusing substances. And they're just, it's just, and there's just so many more people in this city now. Yeah, than used yeah to I've seen a lot of people pointed out when they were here for GDC, like, man, for a city who, you know, is proud of how technologically, like, <laughs> how this is like the, the mecca for game development and futurism and all that shit, like, they have a. This city has a lot of problems. Oh yeah, we, yeah. we, we do not take very good care. I mean, there are plenty of people. I, I don't want to uh, underscore or pardon me. I don't want to undervalue the work of many people who do work very hard here. But for the amount of wealth that exists in this area compared to the plight of the homeless in this community, it's simply inexcusable. It's absolutely horrific. This place kind of celebrates a, a weird, almost bipolar relationship with its community. It, it is a, a microcosm 
of the economic shift of America into very rich and very poor and our lackadaisical attitude toward that. And it's extraordinarily frustrating and sickening. There's a school of thought that says that the Great Recession never really ended, hmm. that we've just been kind of being carried along by momentum and credit and hmm. interest rate changes and that we're actually still right in the middle of it and going to get caught with a second wave. Well, when that's look, no doubt. But when I would I look say around that's, the city, I, I tend to. Oh, yeah, but the, the problems that caused recession that's didn't not go the, away. But that's not the problem that's causing the issue with homeless in this city. The problem that's the, the issue with homeless in the city is, is the regulations surrounding them. From what I understand, I've talked to a lot of small business owners, not the least of which is a person who owns a club that I went to on Sunday night. When I walked in, I was like, hey, there's someone outside who is literally lying almost naked on the ground, screaming in either pain or something. Can you like, can you call someone? And he was like, I'll be honest with you, I'd call them every day. They either don't show up or it takes them two hours at which time that person's gone. <coughs> and then if they show up, they have to ask that person if he needs help. And if he says, if you, which usually is the answer is no, mm -hmm. they can't do anything about it. There's every cop's hand is tied in the city because of the way uh, the way the rules and regulations work. And so and you see it all the time. Every neighborhood you go to, you're like, I see a cop. I see a homeless person. Where is the disconnect here? That guy's getting like not to disparage the police. They're hardworking here, but they literally I'm just I've always wondered like why isn't he either helping or taking care of this person? And it's just because there's nothing they can do. You know? Well, there, yeah, and there's there's a lot of layers to this. I don't want to oversimplify an extraordinarily complex issue. I mean, just because a person doesn't have a home doesn't mean they don't have distinctive rights to where they want to be, how they want to act when they are where they are. And and in this city in particular, uh, those rights are largely respected. At the same time, there are people in all walks of life here, whether they're homeless or whether they're living in what's called an SMO, which are the, the little hotels in the Tenderloin mm -hmm. that are effectively, some of them are apartments that seem to be set right at welfare price rates so that they can kind of keep people locked into living there. Mm -hmm. and there's all kinds of, I, I don't want to disparage or, or anything like that, but there's a lot that goes into this. And it is, it is a problem that can be solved, but it would require enormous effort, enormous flexibility, and a lot of money. And no one's willing to apply any of those three things to the to the scale of, of the issue for the people here. And again, I'm sitting here in my you know nice, happy, warm studio talking about this. I, I um, it's not. I, I guess I'll think about this. Uh, one of the great. Sioux leaders during the 19th century visited Washington, D.C., uh, one of the great Native American leaders. And he was given money uh, by the federal government while he was there for his expenses. And he gave it to a homeless man on the streets of D.C. in the late 1800s. And he was just appalled. He said, among our people, he's like, you wouldn't let anyone live this way. You wouldn't allow someone to suffer like this. People can live as they wish, but we would not let somebody lay on the street and starve. And we seem to have functionally, when it comes to what we prioritize in American society, no problem doing that. And it's a kind of terrifying indictment. I'm sorry, that was very preachy. Bringing the mood right back up. Joey, what's in your starter <laughs> kit? Top Gun for Nick. Top Gun oh, yeah. and me. Yeah. A lot of Kenny Loggins in Nick's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There would be some Kenny Loggins in mine. Highway to the Danger Zone. Uh, Hotel California. In Joey's, just a lot of alcohol, guys. Oh, <laughs> no. A lot of wine. No, with Joey, I think a copy of Persona, for sure. A copy of Stardew Valley, just so I can, I can remember I the one Stardew thing that you said. I would say Stardew Valley. 
Because I don't. That's like a recent thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You also have a copy of your name that apparently uh, Ignacio Rojas sent to you a long time ago. He didn't even send it. Someone sent it to you. You've got it. You won't bring it to me to watch. What's up with yeah. that? Dude? That's annoying to me. Here's this is what thing. this podcast is all about. It's let's just get an to the intervention root of the issue. to get. Yeah, let's really, let's, I really just name. wanted to get back to you. I have like a box of stuff that I need to bring just up, bring but we me haven't been here. Your name. I would or say I, I would say wine for Joey. But I've been, we've been gone. We went to spring break. Then we went to PAX, and it's all this thing. It was raining. I have to carry this giant box of... Did you just blame it on the rain? Yeah. Did you just Nelly Vanilli it? She did. Maybe. I believe she did. Oh, my goodness. All we right. don't talk about the fact that Kevin Chardonnay. Ew. Okay. Oh my <laughs> like, that was like the most offensive thing you could put in my starter kit. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been a fun topic, and we're going to move on to another topic right after that. But before we do... This episode of the Game Over Greggy Show is brought to you by this Audible. Table. For our audiences, Audi- Audible is offering a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it. Just go to audible.com slash game over <laughs> or text game over to 500-500 and browse their unmatched selection of audio content. Download the title. <laughs> Free and start <laughs> listening. It's that easy. I love that Andy just scurried. Like, it was just, the like, definition of scurry. Cutely scurried away. Around Almost the like corner. A it was. I'm just saying that the, the parallels are crazy. Uh, right now, I recommend listening to a book called The Filthy Truth. It's Andrew Dice Clay's autobiography. Hmm. And let me tell you, folks, it is absolutely fascinating. If you don't know about the Dice Man, he is one of the most controversial stand-up comedians of all time. Uh, he had a crazy, crazy, crazy rise to fame in the 80s and an even crazier fall from grace. Uh, as, a, as a huge fan of stand-up, I highly recommend reading about this uh, because it is, it is, it's, it's nuts. Uh, right now, Audible has a bunch of cool features, including one called Send This Book and Clips. Share a book from your library with anyone. And if it's their first time accepting a book through this feature they can listen for free or share audio excerpts from your favorite li- uh from your favorite listens with anyone uh your books are yours to keep by the way with with audible you can go back and re-listen anytime even if you cancel your membership hmm. get a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial at audible.com slash game over or text game over all one word to 500 500 that's all at audible.com slash game over or text game over to 500 500 thanks to audible for supporting the game over greggy show Woo-hoo. i didn't know you uh, could keep your books it was a fun little i know it's fun oh yeah i got, I got some of those audible credits i, I mm. love audiobooks and uh, i'm a big fan of audible i drive a lot so it's nice to always be able to listen mm-hmm. to something yeah. uh okay we interrupt this podcast to bring you a message from yes another illustrious sponsor ladies and gentlemen if you've tried or you're currently trying online dating chances are you've run into lazy text messages dead-end conversations random matches that don't turn into dates but have you seen the success stories from eHarmony real people finding real matches with eHarmony quote we've never thought we'd meet someone online that was so compatible and we are so grateful that we were able to find each other said Lisa and Mark don't settle for anything less and you will too meet the one the one and will complete uh, who will complete your life says Bruce and Lori obviously eHarmony knows what they are doing when it's love there's just no stopping it we are Singing the praises of eHarmony right now, says Jason and Anna. Those are all real couples. And we have a friend who has used eHarmony. Tim's friend, Jess, uh, gave us a great personal experience. She says, the sign-up process was super easy. They asked questions like, what four words would your friends use to describe you? And how important certain relationship traits are to you? They send you suggested matches in your email. And it feels a lot more manageable than endlessly swiping on some other dating apps. We won't name those. Uh, Right now, eHarmony takes steps that other dating sites don't do 
In order to find you more compatible matches, eHarmony is built to help you find lasting, meaningful relationships, not shallow hookups. They have helped over a million people find their match, uh, and they use decades of science, data, and psychological research to send you the right matches. Uh, right now, listeners listeners can get a free, uh, a free month with eHarmony when they sign up for a three-month subscription. Enter the code GREGGY to check it out. Stop waiting and start your journey to a satisfying, meaningful relationship. It can be fun to play around while online with online dating apps, but when you're ready to fall in love and someone has had a meaning, excuse me, when you're ready to fall in love with someone and have a meaningful relationship, there's one app that's built to bring you real love, eHarmony. Come see how eHarmony can change your life. Go to eHarmony.com and get started. Enter code Greggy at checkout. Now, back to your podcast. Whoosh! I'm going to give you guys a choice because we have time for probably one one more topic. Wait, I mean, I expected the the first topic to go like maybe 35 minutes. I wasn't and we really it ended up just being us. I'm impressed. With us. <laughs> I'm very yes. impressed. Professional podcast. Yeah. Andy, do you want to do yours? I'll do my topic. Let's do your topic. Andy, what's your topic? If you had the powers of resurrection. Yeah. Which chewing gum would you bring back no. into no. business? Because I would go Unacceptable. with I would this go with not what five you told gums, me. green apple. Unacceptable. Oh, yeah. Right, Kevin? Thank you so much. <laughs> oh man. Now, I, now let's talk. Now, um, you if you have the powers of resurrection, which celebrity would you bring back? That's the better topic. Celebrity. Because mm-hmm. you and this gum obsession, you need to see someone. I don't know what you're talking about. You need to see someone. Celebrity. Oh, I like this one. I like this one a lot. Uh, I would bring back Prince. Oh, Prince, as you know, just passed away. I've been Mm -hmm. listening to a lot of Prince lately. Not Prince from like a year ago. I want the Prince who made Kiss. Like of that era. Because he does that. I mean, but he died if like, you're not... I not, wanna, you don't get to pick an era of yeah, Prince sure. to resurrect. No, but I'm you're resurrecting someone's power. power. Here's the thing. I knew you were going to bring back, bring <laughs> back Prince. Ooh. But what, I've no, like, what I could tell is people want Prince back for what he used to be. Yeah, not for but at the tail end of his career, mm-hmm. like I don't think people cared about him nearly as much as... No, he had certainly. Well. Like Michael, he a, I feel like Michael Jackson falls in that same thing. Well, like, yeah, although like, it's kind of a different situation. Michael Jackson there. was about to do a tour. People still care. Yeah, people. But they want eighties Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah oh, you sure. want thriller era Michael Jackson. I, I feel like we ought to be allowed to bring people back in their prime if we're going to bring yeah, them back. Why are you back there? I, I think that's a fun part of this. I vote I mean, for that. Yeah, Show of hands, who wants to vote for that? Bring him back in their prime. Bring back in their prime. Well, sure, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. I don't care. Right, there, there we go. go. <laughs> now we can bring back the Fugees. Stop it. You just got outvoted. You just yeah. co-opted. It's fine. I like that. I think mine is the best regardless. Who is yours? Oh, well, no, no, no. If you think yours is the best, I think yours should wait till the end. Oh, okay. yeah. That's a good point. Okay. There's a like Brutus and Marth- Mark Anthony yeah. thing going on there. Yeah. Do you have anybody off the top of your head, Jared? I do, yeah. Uh, for Genghis Khan. No, well, sort of. One of the OG celebrities, Dr. Benjamin Franklin. Uh, absolutely oh. for me, uh, okay. hands down. Uh, ben Franklin is one of my all-time favorite people to read, to study, to find out about. Nobody ever lived a life like that. Mm. Uh, the, the dude was, he did everything. In an era when you could master almost all the knowledge in his part of the world, he did. Inventor, diplomat, statesman, founder of nations, techno- technologist, Printer, ideologue, philosopher. He did everything. The dude obviously experimented with electricity, invented everything from the rocking chair to the house safe stove. He 
you know, help create contemporary Republican democracy as we enjoy it in this country today. One of the world's earliest anti-slavery activists, or pardon me, one of America's earliest anti-slavery activists, mm. uh, and somebody that really ideologically cared a lot about that, helped start uh, fire departments in this country, um, had a lot to do, a whole lot to do with the entire existence of the contemporary medical system in the world, the idea of hospitals as they function today and the way they treat patients, most of that began with Benjamin Franklin. So why do I say celebrity? Because he became one of the world's first truly recognizable celebrities. He traveled internationally a lot, especially to France, where his image became something that was, you know, printing still a fairly new technology. There's that face of Benjamin Franklin all over the place with that iconic hat on, often a beaver skin hat yeah. that he wore there. And he adopted a persona. He had he set fashion trends. The products that he wore became things people wanted to wear. The parties he was like Kim to. Kardashian. Yeah, exactly. he was the Kim Kardashian of the uh, <laughs> yeah. He of the, enlisted of the help of the French government and the American Revolution largely by seducing the ladies of the French court. Damn, yeah. uh, that Holler. became. Damn, wow. Benjamin yeah, dude, dude was. This is see. This proves to me that we could all be living our best lives. Benjamin if we didn't Stanklin, have TV. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because all of these guys back then had nothing better to do than master things. Yeah. Oh, I got say masturbate. I'm sure they did a tremendous amount of that as well. Uh, if it was if it was okay with their religion, but I I often think about this sometimes where I'm like, how much of my world is just a constant distraction? Yeah. How much of it is enhancing my life? Versus detracting from my life. Yep. Now, for sure, everything I do from the hours of nine o'clock at night till when I go to bed, definitely a distraction by design mm -hmm. because I want to I want to wind down and just relax and not give a shit about right. what I'm doing. But like when you've watched as many episodes of Friends, I'm sorry, when you've rewatched as many episodes <laughs> of Friends oh as God. I have, you can't office. stop yeah. but wonder so like good. what could I have I taught myself in this night. time? Well, to be fair, no one told you life was going to be this way. I mean, and that's. That's not your yeah. fault, Nick. That's not your fault. I mean, my job's a joke, and I'm broke. Can my we? love life's rearranged. I thought it was DOA. It's DOA. Shit, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I always I skip the intro because now Netflix got wise. They were like, if we let them skip the intro, they'll watch 15 more episodes in that but then time. Then you can't thing. do I'll the copying. I want to do one to. quick, uh, uh, one quick tangent uh, to bring Jared's incredibly intellectual conversation to the dumb side. When he was uh, describing the different roles that Benjamin Franklin had, it really reminded me of Big Daddy mm -hmm. when the mm -hmm. little boy is is Benjamin Franklin on stage and he's like, he was a wider and an inventor and a statesman. Like, it just yeah. really reminded me of that. Well, that's kind of how I talk. So no, works, no, so. not really. But <laughs> I, I also would like to point out the difference between uh, overachiever here and loser here. I'm like, I'll bring back the guy I was just listening to in my car on the way to work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, Prince was a spectacular artist. I don't think there's anything to be ashamed no, 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 not that, but you, but then you were like, yo, I'm smarter than you. No, that was one of, <laughs> for Franklin, it's just the opportunity to, <laughs> to talk to him, to talk Get to him, him on a podcast. To, and to listen to him think, and to let him see. Do you think he'd have a signing booth at PAX or like, like at Comic-Con or something? I think Dr. Franklin would be one of the be people that would right better now. adapt to the contemporary world than most people. He proved quite adaptable through his whole life. He lived a long time and the world changed a lot during that time. How old was he? And he kept changing. Oh, he's in his eighties. Okay. And he kept changing with it. Like this is a dude that because when he was like a young dude, he was like he was a weightlifter. He was a swimmer. He was a printer. He was a, he was like apparently pretty buff. He was 
uh, his bastard son was the governor of New Jersey. He he had lifelong affairs with multiple people, virile through the course of his whole life. Very, very. But he kept a diary where he was always trying to self-discipline himself and self-improve. And a lot of that had to do with trying to adopt and engage with new ideas mm-hmm. in a non-pretentious way. Which mm-hmm. he, And he wasn't perfect. He had all kinds of flaws and faults. I think the most rad thing he ever did was... When he got older, he got gout in his foot. He did a 900 on a half five. Damn. <laughs> so it made like, it like, made like walking hurt right. for him. And so sometimes he would have prisoners from the penitentiary in Pennsylvania when he had to go to Congress. And they built this little like seat with the carry things on it. Mm-hmm. And he would be carried back and forth to Congress through the streets. Like a, like a pharaoh, uh, like a yeah, king of Egypt. They would like carry, they would come out of prison, carry him there. Then he'd like tip them and they'd go back to jail and he'd hang out. And then they'd come pick him up later in the day. So like, he invented the taxi cab, basically. Well, the idea of the penitentiary then, even again, the idea was that it was actually supposed to be something better than a dungeon. <coughs> so there was this idea that, wait, what if people are, ha- are falling themselves. into lives of crime because maybe they lack job skills or new opportunities mm-hmm. and we ought to like help them develop those? Don't, so even don't, that bring, was don't bring your far left liberal ideas to this table, <laughs> yeah. sir. We all know what prison should be. It should be a hell from which no one comes back. Yeah, it was, That's it, what it should be. The, the, the Quakers actually had a lot to do with that idea. The, the Quaker Pen- and Pennsylvania being where he was from mm-hmm. was that was a heavily Quaker area. So the, that's where we get the term penitentiary, place to be penitent, place to repent. Mm. Repent does not mean feel sorry. Repent means to feel sorry, to turn away, and to change the way you're doing things. It's a very different idea than just being like, oops, I screwed up. It's, oops, I screwed up, and now I'm going to try to make it better. Joe. Yeah. Who would you bring back from the beyond? Damn, mine's Patrick not going to live back. P. Swayze. That's now, a good one. Oh, again, here's yeah. the problem, right? Yeah. I love P. Swayze. You know yeah. I love P. Swayze. But I, but Peace Wazy toward the end of his life did That's not do a whole bunch. That I'm aware so of. So what era of Peace Wazy are we talking about? <sighs> right no, now? don't even bring back an era. Bring back Patrick Swayze. At, because here's what, here's what. Because uh, I I'm going to hijack this because really, really I quick, think Joey. you should bring back Patrick Swayze, it. dirty dancing Patrick that's, Swayze. That's my And let him start all instinct. over. Just let him start all over. That's my, here's the other thing. I also have a very soft spot in my heart for the outsiders, Patrick Swayze, oh, God, going way movie. back. Pony boy. Yeah. I know. He wasn't Pony boy, was he? No, but he said Pony boy. He's he like, Pony boy, right? don't smoke too many cigarettes or I'll beat you. And he's like, yeah. don't do too many roofing tiles or I'll beat you. And they're brothers and they're like, part of each other. Yeah. It was great. Is he Dallas? Tell. I think it was Dallas. Yeah, I think he was Dallas, yeah. Man, that movie had a great cast. Right? There's so many people in that movie. You got a little Tom Cruise. You got Rob Lowe. You got Rob Lowe. You got uh, Billy Estevez, I think, was in it, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Rob Lowe's been yeah. handsome forever. One of the Dylan's. Yes, I have his autobiography. Like. It's fascinating. Rob Lowe? Yeah. I'm oh. almost, I, I might read that. I have Alec Baldwin's autobiography. Right now I'm reading Sam Kinison's biography. I'm, oh. I'm going down this really, you would love it, by the way. Yeah. Uh, because he's the son of a preacher and he used to be a preacher. Yep. Um, he, uh, yeah, I'm reading a bunch of biographies right now, which I is have great. Rob Lowe, I have Patrick Swayze, and I have Sydney Poitier. Sydney Poitier. Ooh, lovely. Good mix. But I my first instinct is go dirty dancing. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the Swayze I love. But there's also Roadhouse. But mm-hmm. but that's what I'm saying. If you start with dirty dancing Swayze, you get to Roadhouse Swayze eventually. But if I start with outsider Swayze, do I then get to Dirty Dancing Swayze? <laughs> you got something to look forward to. And then you get go- you get to Ghost. So you the just, problem is yeah. Jennifer Grey won't be Patrick Swayze's age anymore, unless, so you can't recreate. Unless I that's mean, who feel- Andy's going to bring back from the dead. <laughs> oh, there we go. No, He's not dead. <laughs> I was going to say with Patrick Swayze, I would bring him back. 
not he already lived those years, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not like he's gonna remake those movies. In my fantasy, he's going. It all leads to Point Break, and he and Keanu Reeves are young again. Keanu oh. Reeves, who I also would bring back from the dead. I want to see him. <laughs> I want to see him at his age, and I want to see him. Uh, you know how like Christopher Nolan would uh, sort of revive people's career, like uh, mm-hmm. like in in like in when Inception. Quentin Tarantino brought back John Travolta. Exactly, the world, I want to see something like, like that. Thanks, maybe Keanu maybe Reeves the, came back and is up for a. So maybe with the MCU, like I would like to see what the MCU might want to have Patrick Swayze be a part of. Like maybe he's a father figure or he's a well, he'd have made a, an awesome. Uh, he's cable. a villain or something. Mm. I mean, Josh, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Raw is perfect for Cable, but so mm. yeah, like Patrick Swayze. I would have loved to have cable. seen that. Like mm. obviously with you know because he got really really ill at the end. Right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Very sad. That's true. He could be doing the old old Robert Redford thing where you're just like or or what you get with uh, Liam Neeson now. I mean, yeah. you can imagine like older action star Patrick Swayze. Oh, God, who is the actor that? That Jeff Nolan Goldblum? brought back for Inception. Uh, he's one of the villains <coughs> in Inception. He's like a guy that a you would time. see on '90s HBO shows that, or HBO movies that Inception. that showed during the daytime that were like really, really dumb movies. Uh, he's know. known for doing that. Like when he brought, or no, what uh, other movie was he in? You, you got to give me something else. Uh, what what part I'm did looking. he play in Inception? Uh, he was like uh, one of the dad. Ca- here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm looking it up. Not Cillian Murphy. Not Pete. Yeah. Not Pete Postlewaite. But rest in peace to him. Okay. Um, right, what do you got here? Oh God. I maybe it wasn't Inception. You're not guys. thinking of Michael. Yeah, Caine I was gonna say. I don't no. think no. Inception. No. The bad guy in Inception was uh, Cillian Murphy's brain. So <laughs> yeah. I don't think because Pete Postlewaite was a dad. Pete Postlewaite was a dad. Yeah, um, but I don't think there was a bad guy in Inception. God, other than the plain time. So it's another. Brain. It's another Nolan movie. Yeah, like so he uh, sort was of it, was it Michael Kite? No, no, no. Because he sort of I'm he Michael sort of did Kite. what uh Quentin Tarantino would do where like he put in uh he put that. Michael Myers in uh in um uh Inglorious Bastards ah. as one of like <coughs> as one of the undercover like he had a bunch of makeup on or whatever. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah. I thought you meant Michael Myers like no, he not just the, brought the John not the murder John Carpenter murder back. I was like, did I miss that scene? His name starts with Robert. Robert Robert Townsend. No, I, I don't Robert remember. Townsend. Are we going Hollywood Shuffle? I mean, oh man! I just put the first Robert that came to my mind. Not even sure who. The Robert fucking Townsend audience is. is probably oh. like so pissed off. I know. Here. Chat's probably going crazy. Robert Some... Townsend's that awesome guy from Hollywood Shuffle. What's, what's Hollywood Shuffle? Hollywood Shuffle. Oh my gosh! Is you it gotta, like Hollywood Squares? This, no, Hollywood Shuffle is, is a movie back? about trying to be. Uh, it's a movie about being a black actor in Hollywood in the nineteen eighties. Um, it was not. It's, it's it was a, say that again. It's a movie about being a black actor in Hollywood in the 1980s. Oh, yeah, that's really not Hollywood. I'll check that out. Yeah. Eric Roberts. You got to give me more what than that. Uh, I know Eric Roberts. But what yeah. movie was he in? That you he was in. To? He was in Dark Knight. He was. Yeah, one of he the, was. He, no, was, he was in. Yeah, he was in the Dark Knight. He was one of the gangsters. Yeah. Um, God, I, get, I mean, it's not a very good photo of. Now, him. You know Eric Roberts, best of the best. Yeah, I it's, love a, Eric it's Roberts. A Julia oh. Roberts' cousin brother. or brother oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy, what was he? Dude, he was. Like, he, I mean, he was in a lot of movies in the eighties and nineties, and then he disappeared, and then like Christopher Nolan suddenly. I don't remember. I don't know anything about that. Oh, really? I just thought he kind of fell off like a lot of actors. I always, I always wanted to do a documentary about like following what happened to actors that were. Like from my youth, so ubiquitous, so mm-hmm. huge, that such guy. that yeah. guy, and then boom, gone. Right, man. And scrolling now, through this, I'm only on 2015. I feel like I've been scrolling. I, I love character actors. I, I, there's there's incredible role. working. Actors. <laughs> but, but like, but I'm the reason I the reason I bring it. Who back, else would you want to? Who would you want to put in that series? Uh, oh, which series? Wait, what? You're like following people that fell from well, like a reason, Pauly Shore kind well, of thing? Well, Pauly Shore obviously has a, he has a phenomenal he documentary. He, but okay. what I'm talking about is primarily through what we're seeing right now socially, 
which is like if you if you look at all of these things, like a lot of le- light has been shed on these mysteries for me uh, with all the Harvey Weinstein stuff that's been mm-hmm. happening. You look back and you're like, oh, these people like Mira Sorvino is one of those people that for the longest time she was huge. She was the it girl. She was the it girl. And you man. don't know why she and disappeared. Then, boom, yeah, yeah. Gone. Mm-hmm. Why did she disappear? And it turns out there's some horrible. There's some horribly like uh, devious motivations Black for why she was because, gone. Yeah, or you have like Rick Moranis who just vanished one day. Well, that's a sad one. Yeah, that's right? he, his, wife his wife died, right? Away, right. What Rick Moranis? Yeah, yeah. his wife quit, died, and, and his left. oath was like, "I want to take care of my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be working all the time." Yeah, but, but like, they're old now. He's got to come back. What happened to Steve Gutenberg? Steve mm-hmm. Gutenberg's just no one wants. But Steve now he's well, he's. I feel like he came back and he's doing like sci-fi movies like Sharknado. I want to see Gutenberg and C. Thomas Howell together in a buddy cop. Oh, oh wait, what was Gutenberg? C. Thomas Howell, I feel like screwed up his own I feel career like it was like, when he did Soul Man. Like volcano <laughs> And dressed in blackface for a while. I forgot that, was that weird. happened. Yeah, C. Thomas Howell did a movie where he was a white guy who purposely tried to dress in blackface Wait, to was black that black, black Like Me? No, I think it was Soul Man. It was Soul Man. I don't remember. I don't know what Black Like Me is, but yeah, that was one of those movies where I was like, this, I'm a child and I think this might not be right. Oh, Gutenberg (laughs) was in Sharknado 3. Oh, there we go. Dude, you guys probably, you may not remember this, but at one point, Steve Gutenberg was like probably one of the biggest stars. Oh, yeah, Uh, he was a top role. I have a lot of love for Three Men and a Baby and Three Men and a Little Lady because that is a trio of. Let's roll through the hits Handsomeness here. Let's right start there. with his very oh. first hit that I remember seeing him on, which is the Police Academy. Welcome yeah. to the Gutenberg podcast. Okay. Yes. Police Academy <laughs> one, actually not that much fun to go back no, to. No, I watched horrible. it. It's yeah. kind of horrible. Yeah. Two and three, I believe he's still in. Four, right when we get How the Citizens on Patrol, I think there was like five or six. Five, I think. I think five was Citizens on Patrol. I don't think he's in that one anymore. Um, then we go to the Short Circuit series. Uh, he kicks yeah. it off, Fantastic. nails it. Uh, also has a small series called Cocoon. Which huh? was freaking uh, amazing. A series yeah. or a movie? So, wait, movie? There was a couple yeah. of them. Okay. Wait, there were two Cocoon? Yeah, there was the a second second. Cocoon too? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he was in the second I one. did not know that. Cocoon. I don't know if he was in the second so one. Every time I watch Cocoon, I, I just think about, oh, uh, what's his name? Diabetes. Um, Mil- Mil- uh, not Milton Bradley. Brad- uh, Br- no, no, no. Ranford. No. What Earl Brett. No, he was the guy from the. the I just know the, for like family. He's the guy, guy from the yeah. uh, Ewok movie, right? Yeah, I can't remember his name. It's it's Wilford Brimley. Brimley. That's Wilford Brimley. Yeah, there we go. You want to you want to get your brain hurt one day? Wilford Brimley and Tom Cruise are the same age. Shut the fuck they up. They're the That's same not, they age. Are, I think Wilford Brimley is dead. I think they he's dead s- now. Wilford Brimley, Tom Cruise, born the same year. I kid you not. You're kidding. He me. is no. dead. No, um, look this up, Andy. <laughs> it's I'm not making this up. I I Wilford Brimley, Tom Cruise. Same age. Well, really, he was probably born in like 1910. <laughs> no. He was born in 1934. <laughs> huh? He was born in 1934. Is that what it says? Yeah. Maybe somebody lied to me. <laughs> I didn't lie to you. Wilbur Brimley, when I was a kid, he was an 80-year-old man. Tom Cruise I was, was this beautiful 18-year-old Adonis. And Wilbur Brimley was like, I'm going to sell you some Quaker Oats right now. It's somebody else. You're getting someone else confused. Yeah, you got to be. Because Wilbur Brimley's like, he's always been old. He's always been always. old. I know. Somebody told me Wilbur Brimley was Maybe I just believe you know, the lie. You I'm very embarrassed. It. Oh, no, don't be embarrassed. There are so many things that I say on this podcast where I'm like, undoubtedly <laughs> factual evidence. And, and Greg will be like, that's not no, true. I, well, I'm often or wrong. Kevin will be I'm like, Nick, wrong. I don't think that's <laughs> right. Like when Who Nick talks about it? the departing about a movie. No, that's just a matter of fact. Somebody just amazed me that they were the same. Andy, age. have you given us your... Uh, we your, didn't even your, get to go through the, Gu- the Gutenberg... Discography, no, uh, so that's filmography. The thing. Then he goes. Then he, then he starts doing universe. slightly more adult movies: Three Men and a Baby, yeah. uh, Three Men and a Little is, Lady. You get him. You get Ted Danson. You get uh, you get the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, yeah you get, lots you of get heroin. The Goot. You get the yeah. Goot. Ted Danson, uh, Tom Selleck. Oh, oh. My God. Tom Selleck in Blue Bloods. Still Blood, a good looking man. Still, 
He needs the, he, gotta, he has to grow the thing back. There's the mustache. No, he has the mustache. Oh, then he's perfect. There is a scene in the Sackets where Tom Selleck and, um, uh, geez, Beef, it's what's for dinner guy. Um, beef. Bah, 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 no, no, no. What's for dinner? Sam Elliott. What, oh, oh, Sam Elliott. Yeah. Elliot, man. So, yeah, you've got Tom Selleck and Sam Elliott. They're just sitting at a table together being mustachy. And it is the manliest <laughs> moment in the history of film. Chris I love how we brought, this, get him we in brought there? this full back to Roadhouse. Sam Elliott, also awesome in Roadhouse. That's what I'm talking about. Bring him <gasps> right. back. Is he still alive? Yeah, Sam he's Elliott? definitely yeah, he's still alive. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he was on Let's Rec start with who's dead. Dead celebrities, the podcast. Andy, who are you going to bring back? I would love to. Got, Joey. I'm sorry. <laughs> got really yes, excited please. about dead celebrities, the podcast. No, okay. <laughs> Kevin on Graham. Huh? Bring I am bringing back Steve Irwin. Oh, oh like the, the crocodile hunter. The explorer guy that got stung by, by, a, by a stingray or a manatee mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Stingray. That's a real good wow. one. I, I have such uh, an affinity. Mm-hmm. For Steve Irwin, really? I love all the man. kidding or not. I love the man, dude. really. And Why? I, beca- there's just something so joyous, and mm. it reminded me a lot of when Satoru Iwata died. Okay, where where it's like this person who just wants to bring happiness and knowledge to young people and old, and and you know people of all sorts of ages or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was just so excited about what he did, and he loved his. He not only did he love his job, but he was really really good at it, and then. He died, he and it was like one of the. I th- I still think it's one of the saddest, like uh, it's almost like Robin Williams. I think him and Robin Williams are the celebrity deaths mm. that affected me the most. He believed in his work, and he wanted that work to make things better for people. Absolutely, yeah, that's very he was, absolutely. He was one of those guys, though. I'll be honest with you, when when he died and the way he died, I was like. Not that anyone would deserve to die like that, but I was like, this is a guy that would drag crocodiles out of the fucking mud. Oh, he was playing with fire. He was insane. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a great clip I remember where he uh, is, it's like maybe 9 p.m. It's uh, maybe 8 p.m. It's like super dark. The sun's almost gone, pretty much. He's like, is that a lion? No, and, and he's, he he's like in grass, and he he's trying to grab a snake, gets bit by the snake. He's like, oh, crikey, oh, no. And then he's... Sp- Fucking him and his cameraman are sprinting the fuck back to the truck, right? Yeah. He's like, I just got bit by the snake. I don't know (laughs) if this snake is poisonous or not. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really know off the top of his head. And they're like, and he's like full sprint back, 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 running, running, running. By the way, they get back to the the truck. The worst thing you do if you have snake venom in your bloodstream is (laughs) that let's go for a quick sprint. And he starts looking through his old book of like venomous snakes. He's like, it's not venomous. Yeah. And he's like super (laughs) drops. Yeah. He's like super excited that it was not venomous. I'm not going to die. Yeah. It was just like, it was, he just fucking loved what he did and he didn't care like what. So like, a lot of people say, oh, well, he he died doing what he loved or whatever, which is like, who would have thought that a fucking stingray would have been the one to do it, right? It wasn't It wasn't a snake. It wasn't a fucking... Like, didn't he get in the chest or something? Yeah. It was an yeah. enormous manta ray. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen a manta, like, in, a, in an aquarium? Uh, I, I must have at some they're point. They're, like, six feet not, wide. Yeah, they're, they're, they're huge. truly huge. So why so try just, to wrestle one in its he water? He it out of the water. It just happened <coughs> to... It was, it was a one in a million. The barb, like, fucking... Pointed at the right spot. Anywhere else, he would have been fine, is what people say. Like, but it hit like the artery, the fucking most important artery, and he just yeah. and yeah, yeah, and uh, I forgot. There's like a really, really touching story about what his final words were. Where like he knew he was dying, yeah, and he knew that he was going to die right then and there before the 
ambulance even got there, I think. Yeah. Just like, ah, oh, it's so heartbreaking, man. But it's but, really cool to see the legacy and to see like his kids and his yeah, wife exactly. continue all of his work. Oh, are they doing exactly. Yeah, I saw oh, a picture nice. literally on, I think it was Twitter today, oh, so where it I. was B- Bindi with the like giant yeah. tarantula. Which is crazy. Bindi, his, his daughter had like a big tarantula on her chest. And the tweet was like from somebody and it said like, I was about to say why people are fucking crazy. But then I read who the person was and I'm like, nah, keep doing your thing, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. his son was also on Fallon, I believe on Fallon. I forgot. Or maybe James Corden. I forgot what mm-hmm. late night show he was on. But his son went on the show. Uh, dressed in the same like sort of tan yeah. suit or whatever, the, yeah, like and the he's Aussie handling all these animals. He's handling all these animals. He's maybe like twelve or thirty, and he's just he like was little when his dad died. I want to say he was oh like three yeah, or yeah. Four. he was a, he was yeah like an infant toddler man, but he was like so enthusiastic about these animals when he was on the show. Like yeah, and they, and they smoke it. Like he's just so stoked about what he's yeah. doing. It's like this is like what we need right now. We no, need yeah. happiness and light in this world. I like man. that. I mean, people have raised concerns about about the safety of the animals in those situations, and I understand why they did that. But I think his his mission, his desire, was to make the world, to make science, to make nature more accessible. Yeah, and wonderful to all mm-hmm. needs of the many. He worked very hard on that. Oh, I weigh the oh, needs of the few. Well, yeah, I don't want to quite say that. That's a Spockism, but that, that's a whole other can of worms. Also, I remember now. I'm completely going back. Yeah, give it to me. Tom Cruise, <coughs> when he did Mission Impossible Four, yeah, was the same age Wolfer Brimley was, and he did Cocoon. Now I remember. Uh, that, <laughs> makes, that makes more sense. Sorry about but that. But still don't believe that because yeah. Wilford Brilliant with Dick 97 year old. Actually, he looked like that. He was then, so, right he always, I mean, again. He was actually in his 50s. To me, he was always old because he was, he must have been in his 30s or 40s at least when I was born. Like, so I remember in the 80s when I, be, when I, when yeah. I watched the Ewok movie, he's white haired, balding. He has the grandfatherly voice. Yeah. And I never had the, uh, the pleasure of meeting any of my grandparents. Uh, except for once, my mom's uh, real dad in Italy. I met him once that I remember. He's a lovely man, but I don't. I never had a relationship with him. So like the Wilford Brimley character to me growing up was the grandpa. Yeah, he well, was he, he was in his fifties, but he looked like he was in his seventies. Yeah, whereupon Tom Cruise was in his fifties and looked like he was in his thirties. Well, he still looks like he's in his freaking thirties. Like, Tom Cruise looks younger than me. I remember, and he I does. and I think he's like sixty almost. He's that Scientology be. man, dude. Zenu man. <laughs> Pumping down, pumping down the astral. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. But that's a, that. I, I really do love the sincerity of, of that of that pick. The I love Steve. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly like every time his uh, anniversary of his death comes around, I just get so bummed out. Crikey! And then I just like watch videos on YouTube for the rest of the night. Yeah, See, just love him. It's interesting because I look yeah. at oh, not sorry, a Steve Irwin, just random videos. No. <laughs> <laughs> I look at he had some like innocent joy yes. of just wanting to share. Yes. a passion. I was literally I was talking about this the other day uh, with my sister in law. And I was like, what? like, we were watching one of those uh, Real Housewives shows. I think it was like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And my wife and my sister-in-law, whatever, they like them. I like the Orange um, County, Jersey. People like them. And I think the reason they like them is because they they like viewing um, that, that. They like this the cycle of drama, 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 re- <laughs> resolution, party, 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 drama, 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 resolution, mm-hmm. party, party, party. So they go shopping. It's they the go, Jersey Shore they cycle. Live, yeah. Mm-hmm. They live the, the, the elaborate, made-up, make-believe life that... Everyone wants to fantasize they can live, but then without having to deal with the problems. Anyway, long story short is I thought to myself, I'm like, I don't like this kind of show. Mm. I'm gravitating more and more away from shows that have this uh, artificial uh, cycle of anger and hate and ch- and like challenge 
you know, like the, the, the general narrative cycle, which is like conflict resolution, right? Yeah. And they, I know you can tell it's so unbelievably stupid and artificial in these shows. Super scripted. You can feel the hand of the producer and the writer behind yeah. them. These people would not necessarily choose to be involved with each other if it weren't for the fact they're getting paid on the show. So I started thinking to myself, why do I like the other shows? Like, Stupid car shows, right? I started watching Wheeler Dealers again, which for anyone out there <laughs> who's a car fanatic, uh, you've you've heard of this show, right? This is a show where guys, two very smart guys who've been in, uh, making cars and building cars since forever, go find a car that's cheap, build it back up, and try to sell it again. Hmm. What I like about it is it used to be hosted by this guy, this guy named Mike, this guy named Ed China. Ed left. They brought in another guy who I was like, forget it. I'm never watching the show again. Ed China's gone. Not watching the show. So, and I saw the preview for it, and I was like. Ed used to be this curmudgeon, and Mike was the guy who was like, oh, we're going to go get this and make this deal. And then they cast a guy exactly like this guy, mm-hmm. who was uh, like Mike, who was like super happy. And I'm like, I don't want that because I thought I wanted the sort of conflict cycle mm-hmm. of like that, that mm-hmm. duality. Then I watch, I finally break down and watch an episode with Ant, who was this new character on it, and he's super happy, and the other guy's super happy. And then all of a sudden, I realized something weird about myself. I was super happy. Aww. I was like, I'm just enjoying this from start to finish. No conflict. The hardest thing they have to come across is whether or not to put a fucking sway bar in the back end. Like, should we do it? It's 50 bucks. Yeah, let's do it, mate. Yeah. And that's like, and I'm like, I want more shows like this that just celebrate life and queer celebrate eye. making things and oh, celebrate queer doing things. Yes. I've been told to watch, that I should you watch it. Me too. Are you watching Great British Baking Show? Oh, no. oh, so oh, good. That, if you want just like happy, the worst thing that ever happens is a soggy bottom. Oh, like, no, no. It's. It's delightful. It's the yeah. same kind of thing. It's a reality show that knows it's a reality show. It's a competition with practically no false drama. Fast forward to the two minutes where they're talking about who they have to can this week. But even that, even that I don't want because are, I don't want I hate the idea that I have to take part in a show that requires someone to have their heart broken at the end of it. Yeah. Like I will watch don't get me wrong. Yeah. I watch shows like this all the time. Yeah. I watch dramas, I watch narratives. I love I love the narrative structure. It's just recently I'm like, sometimes I just want to sit back and not watch the world burn. Sometimes I want to sit back and watch something grow. Yeah, Queer Eye follows that for me, and baking shows just pleasant people making beautiful food. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Out in the British, and they even, they film it outdoors. Yeah. Like they, they it's like build a, a kitchen, kitchen outdoors. Yeah. They're in like, oh, it's like a beautiful, bed. like Surrey field. And so it's so bright and colorful and everyone's just like, hello, we're here being and cheeky and delicious. It's just like really, really serene, like kind it. piano music it. with like it's nice landscaping. It's not like drama tense. Yeah. No. And no. I picture like the American version like, shun, dun, dun, this oh, the American version is yeah. MasterChef or Top Chef or yeah. any of those yeah. shows that are like, and don't get me wrong, I went down the rabbit hole of Top Chef as well. I love Tom Clicchio, love Padme. Like there, I love the format of that show as a competition show, and it's really very inventive. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, I'm just like, I don't need. I have life's hard. I don't need to watch other people <coughs> like artificially competing in this contest that's mm-hmm. make believe. Like I just want to watch someone create something cool. Well, I yeah. like about Bake Offs. I don't think they give out a prize. You get like flowers at the end, and everyone's family's getting invited to a big party and picnic. Yeah, they invite yeah. all the all <laughs> the people who lost back for like this big. Thing to announce the winner. I'll watch this and show. And they just all reunite and it's just like yeah. so heartwarming. Also, it's hard for me to watch yeah. a show about baking when I'm on a ketogenic diet. I just want you guys to know. Uh, because yeah. then I'll watch it and be like, I could go, Oof. I could destroy a chocolate the, croissant. The cheesecake. Okay. Oh, I had yeah. no idea there were that many types of like baked goods yeah. either until oh, yeah. I watched it. Same oh, tons. It's but not like, just like cake and cupcakes and muffins. <laughs> one of the one of the guilty pleasures that I have, and I'll, I'll tell you guys this because it's just the four of us, no one else is listening, mm-hmm. is I love watching... Um, I forget the name of the woman who writes them, but there's a series of movies uh, that culminated with It's Complicated, oh, which is a Meryl so Streep film uh, with, with Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Mm-hmm. And she has the this bakery that she has in this mm. movie. She's a baker mm-hmm. and she owns a bakery in town, but also cooks. And so when she goes to cook for Steve Martin in that, 
She oh, walks okay. him in as part of her That's date. Funny. She walks him in. She goes, pick anything you want off the menu and I'll make it for you fresh right now. And he goes, how about a chocolate croissant? She's like, oh, that's my specialty. And they just show her doing the dough and rolling it out and cutting Aww. it and like cutting it into triangles and like rolling it up and like mm-hmm. showing him how to do it. I'm like, I want a chocolate croissant so bad right now. <laughs> so like a chef? fresh thing. Oh yeah, oh, chef was John fun. Favreau. I like chef. That reminds me of like a sim- that similar thing where uh, he's cooking the like pasta for- You know what that movie's about, right? No. The movie Chef? Uh-uh. Uh, he made that movie after he got finished with the Marvel movies, directing mm-hmm. uh, Iron Man, Iron, Iron Man, Man Two, mm-hmm. uh, and that was. If you go back and watch it, it is a big commentary on what it's like directing a studio movie. Oh, oh wow! I didn't know that. Interesting. It's, yeah, it's if you go uh, allegorically, or I guess metaphorically, or whatever other word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts with this big restaurant, and the very first scene is. He cooks and this critic just tears him apart and he goes, fuck it, I can't take this anymore. And he mm-hmm. goes off and he goes and make and has a small food truck yeah. and just wants to cook small food for oh. people and give it right to them with as, with as few people as possible in the way. And that's what Chef's about. It's about him going and making mm-hmm. Chef after um, Iron Man 2. Such a pleasant premise. Though, isn't also, yeah. another one of those great movies where all of the bad stuff happens in the first five minutes and then it's just... I'm going to hang right, out yeah, and get yeah. to know my kid. and But then it becomes really <laughs> obvious when they're like, how much is this food that you're serving? He's like, you just pay $8.99 a month subscription. That's like Netflix. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't it is amazing. I don't remember that scene in the movie. <laughs> There's so many good movie bakers. I, I, Stranger Than Fiction is one of my favorite movies. Oh, and, that uh, is a good and movie. One of the things is, that that, the, is that Will Ferrell? That's Will Ferrell yeah. and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. And uh, a wonderful, wonderful flick. But there's a, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. There's a wonderful movie. There's a part in that where she's a baker. He's eventually fallen in love with her. And he's really screwed up and he's trying to make it work, even though he thinks he's about to die. And he shows up at her house with this big basket and it's full of brightly colored small paper packages, pink and yellow and blue. And she's like, what is that? And he's like, I brought you flowers. Mm -hmm. And she's like, flowers? And they're like, yeah, this is wheat. And this is and this and she's a baker and he brought her flowers like and different, he had little different, different kinds of flowers and, places, yeah. and he's just like he's just like very sweet. Well, Farrell, I'm in love with you and I want to sleep with you now. Yeah, like, it also a, has the distinction of having uh, motion graphics done by one of my my favorite motion graphic houses. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure it was MK12. Oh, which did uh, they also did the motion graphics be- intro for Quantum of Solace. Which, mm. if you remember, you might not like the movie very well, but if you go back and watch that intro with that dope ass Jack White. Um, Alicia Keys song at the beginning of it. It's they're awesome. And so they did all the cool stuff like zigging in and out of him. If you don't like Quantum of Solace, I don't want to know you. Uh, that's a, well, that's, that's that's a story for another day, ladies and gentlemen. And I think that rounds out this podcast. Uh, Joey, Andy, Jared, thank you guys so much for joining us and filling in uh, for Tim and Greg, who will be back next week along with myself, I think, unless I check the calendar and I'm gone, but I'm pretty sure I'm here. <laughs> Uh, of course, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. Please hit that subscribe button and like this and leave a comment letting us know who you'd bring back from the dead and what era you'd want them to see. And if it's Patrick Swayze again, just take a moment to realize he looked better than anyone with his shirt off and I loved him for it. Uh, of course, if you guys are supporting us on Patreon and you're watching this live right now, stick around for the post show. If you want to watch it live, go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny support us at the $1 or above level. And you get to hang out with us for an extra few minutes at the end until next time. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.